Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey everyone, I'm Kristen Holmes, CNN correspondent in for David Chalian, and this is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, July 25th. I'm coming to you from D.C. where former Vice President Mike Pence was supposed to speak today. Former President Trump will be here tomorrow as the two men who once served side-by-side at the White House appear to be on a collision course in 2024. Former President Donald Trump is coming to D.C. this week for a speech, and Pence was scheduled to be here tonight, but an event spokesperson said weather delayed his event last minute. Even so, there have been recent events the two spoke at that give us some insight into what a potential 2024 primary contest would look like between the two. According to Pence's prepared remarks CNN obtained, Pence was going to tout tonight his, quote, freedom agenda for the Republican Party at the Heritage Foundation, a conservative think tank here in D.C. The Freedom Agenda was first released by Pence's policy group in April. It attempts to combine right-wing populist ideas with the traditional conservatism that Pence is more known for. His remarks were going to be focused on the need for unified conservative action, as opposed to looking backwards. And it's not hard to tell what or who he's referring to there. If you're an avid listener to this podcast, you probably know why Pence is making subtle comments referencing Trump, rather than giving speeches with him. The two have been on different teams since Pence refused to follow Trump's lead on trying to overturn the 2020 election. CNN's reporting the relationship between the two men is non-existent, with neither of them speaking to each other since early 2021. Regardless of when it's happening, what makes this speech by Pence even more interesting is the fact it was supposed to come 24 hours before Trump is making his own comeback to D.C. Trump is expected to speak at the America First Policy Summit this week, a two-day event featuring Republican alumni of the Trump administration. While the timing of this week's speeches appears to be purely coincidental, it underscores a theme Pence and his team have been quietly pushing for months. While Trump continues to focus on his lie about the 2020 election, Pence is looking forward. Before the weather threw a wrench in the plans, the speech is just the latest example in the past week of Pence presenting himself as an alternate to Trump. In D.C. last Wednesday, Pence received a warm welcome from members of the Republican Study Committee, the conservative House caucus he once chaired, suggesting he may still have some pull with GOP lawmakers. And at the end of last week, I was in Arizona, where Trump and Pence held two dueling events for their preferred GOP candidates in the state's race for governor. The Arizona race is the latest test of Republican voters' priorities. Will they choose Karen Taylor Robeson, a GOP establishment favorite supported by Pence who wants to leave the 2020 election in the past? Or will they choose Trump's preferred candidate, Carrie Lake, a former local television news anchor who parrots Trump's lies about 2020 election fraud? Both Pence and Trump gave speeches at these events, and the two could not be further apart from what they view the party should be focused on. Now, there are those who want to make this election about the past. Arizona, make no mistake about it. When you get out and vote for Karen Taylor Robeson, you can send a deafening message that will be heard all across America that the Republican Party is the party of the future. The election was rigged and stolen, and now our country is being systematically destroyed because of it. Of course, Trump just continued to spew the same lies about the 2020 election that we've been hearing for two years now. While I was in Arizona, I spent some time talking to voters to gauge how they were viewing this family feud in the party. Here's what a pro-Trump supporter thought about Pence's role in certifying the 2020 election. He chickened out on the country is what I believe. I think that he could have stopped what was happening, and he didn't. 
And here's what a voter thought about Trump's 2020 election fraud crusade. It impacted me in uh, 2020, but we're in 2022, and we've got to look to the future, not the past. So um, for sure, let's make sure our elections are safe and secure. Let's make it really easy to vote. Let's make it hard to cheat. But if we're looking backwards, we're not going to win in November. Keep in mind, this isn't the first gubernatorial primary where Trump and Pence were at odds and the 2020 election was a focal point. The first time was in Georgia, where Trump supported former Senator David Perdue and Pence-backed Republican incumbent Governor Brian Kemp. And remember, Kemp isn't just any candidate. After he refused to overturn the election results in Georgia, he became Trump's top political target. Kemp ended up winning, but just because GOP primary voters in Georgia chose Pence's vision for the party over Trump's, that doesn't necessarily mean voters in Arizona will do the same on August 2nd. So keep an eye on that race next week. And we can't talk about these events without mentioning how the January 6th House Select Committee's investigation and the 2024 presidential GOP primary play a factor. As we went over, Pence has been careful about publicly criticizing Trump outright and by name, especially about January 6th. He still touts the accomplishments of the Trump-Pence administration and generally sticks to saying he and Trump don't see eye to eye on the election. His most forceful comments against his former boss were from February at a Federalist Society speech. And I heard this week that President Trump said I had the right to overturn the election. But President Trump is wrong. And frankly, there is no idea more un-American than the notion that any one person could choose the American president. This, as the January 6th committee held an entire hearing all about how Pence was pressured by Trump and his allies to overturn the election. As the committee takes a summer break and the Justice Department weighs whether to charge anyone, including Trump, with crimes related to January 6th, the GOP is starting to look to 2024. As David Chalian mentioned before on this podcast, a political goal for these hearings is to damage Trump enough so that he wouldn't succeed should he run for office again. CNN's previously reported that Trump's itching to announce as soon as September, though that could change. Pence is also laying the 2024 groundwork, too. So where does the GOP stand on 2024? More of them tell CNN they're openly cheering for a competitive primary field. But most signaled that if Trump ended up running and winning the nomination, they'd fall in line, even if they had to bite their tongue doing so. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening, and please take a moment to be sure and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.